When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. He pioneered Jets blogging and podcasting. He brought smiles to the faces of Jets fans all over the world. He was there through the good and bad. And then, one day, he vanished. People far and wide wondered, where has he gone? When will he return? Thankfully, the answer is now. The OG of Jets podcasting and vlogging is back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. This is There's Always Next Year with Brian Bassett. I'm back. The real me. Let's not, not make a whole thing of it. And his co-hosts. Chef Travis Milton. Today we're going to be making the students my tasty baked ziti with basil and fresh mozzarella. And Josh Conrad. Oh my brother, testify. On Play Like a Jet Digital. Welcome back to There's Always Next Year, the podcast on the Play Like a Jet Network. I am your host, Brian Bassett. You can follow me on Twitter at Brian underscore Bassett. And with me today is Travis Milton, who you can find on Twitter at Dash 37 Board 27. Josh Conrad feeling under the weather. Uh, which we hope, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers, hope he recovers. I hope it's not related to the Jets loss yesterday. Um, but this game, Travis, was truly the there's always next year feeling for me. Like that's kind of the essence of the name of this podcast. Like this season, while I hope good things happen for this team, is officially dead to me. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, how, yeah, how are you are you feeling the same way? Like I don't know, am I am I having a too way too early reaction or, or what do you think? I've I've uh I've coined myself a term in how I'm going to judge this uh th- this season. Um and I think uh each week I'm going to judge everything on a gaze by gaze basis. <laughs> <laughs> so it, we're running would it oh, be right. better or worse with gaze? Uh wow. I mean, I'm I'm not saying I'm losing, you know, I'm 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 jumping off the ship and losing faith in in Salah and everybody. Like mm-hmm. I, it's, again, it's too early for anybody to to fully judge Kyle or I think the coaching staff. But there are some glaring things that I think they need to have their you know feet held to the fire on a little bit. 
Yeah. Uh, Kyle, by Kyle, you mean Zach, I hope, right? Kyle, Will- I think it's a Kyle Wilson thing oh, yeah, because Zach you're thinking Wilson, of the yeah. former. <laughs> God, no, that's fine. Yeah. No, 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 it's fine. I just, yeah, I wanted to be clear. I haven't thought about Kyle Wilson uh, in God since. The- I haven't thought about him since they drafted him in the first round. So, Boise, uh, yeah, Boise, like- Boise State, baby. The purple, <laughs> yeah. Purple turf. That's the, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a, uh, that was, they, they went on, there was a, there was a run there for a while and Kyle Wilson was kind of right where things started to, you know, go over towards the darkest timeline for, uh, for this team. We had, we had moved off the darkest timeline for a little bit and then, you know, <laughs> I, I, don't around. Think, I, I don't think I conscience consciously remember any cornerbacks drafted between Revis and, mm-hmm. uh, and and my boy Bryce Hall, like I I think yeah. I have. They're all sitting back there in the back of my brain, just waiting to come out at some point. But like I couldn't <laughs> name any of them to you right now. Like right. The, the dude from Alabama that that completely. Oh, D Milner. D Milner. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how about Calvin Pryor? Do you remember? Calvin he wasn't a yeah, cornerback, Pryor, more of a yeah. safety, but uh, safety. Nothing um, like drafting then, uh, a safety in the first round, right? I feel like we got a bunch of cornerbacks from Clemson at one point. Like, I, I feel like that was like towards the end of Rex's tenure. When, right. When he well, dra- yeah. Well, because he was buttering up the coach there so that his son could go, you know, be the 12th receiver on that team. Right. You remember? Yep. yep. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, ah, yeah. Rex. Fun Taj time. Boyd. Taj Boyd. That was Taj a thing. Boyd. Yeah. Well, what was, wasn't he a quarterback, though? He was a quarterback. Yeah. I'm just yeah. saying he was a Clemson player. That was like a, Hey, uh, I'll take your, you know, do nothing, you know, kid. If you, uh, if you take my quarterback and draft he him was, so that I can, so that I can tell a story that'll eventually build to Trevor Lawrence. Right. You know, he, he bears a striking resemblance in career trajectory pass as the, uh, the wonderful quarterback that that uh, Joe Douglas drafted quixotically last year. Mm, mm. Well, you know, it's funny because, like, here's what I will say about Taj Boyd. I really, like, as a person, man, I mean, I, I got a chance to interview him a couple times. Super personable, super engaging. Definitely, like, a guy who you could see and understand in a college world why he led that locker room. Um, but, yeah, it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> In the NFL yes. for him. Anyway, all right, we, we've we've gone way off the rails, but this is what happens when <laughs> the Jets go off the. No, this is what happens when the Jets go off the rails and lose twenty six to zero to the Denver Broncos. I knew this game wasn't going to be close. I did not expect that they would put up zero points and just have no answers on the offensive side of the ball. Um, obviously, other than that bad news, other bad news, Elijah Moore. Uh, rookie receiver will be uh, will be in the concussion protocol probably for at least a week, probably two. Um, you know, there's a lot of troubling things about this this offense and this team. Um, I I have more questions than answers, and I've you know tried to just scour the interwebs over the last you know since since the loss yesterday to understand. Hey, how are people feeling about this? One of the predominating thoughts that I've seen, Travis, I'm curious what your thoughts are on this are, Hey, Zach Wilson didn't pay, play as bad as he did against the Patriots. And I, I, I have a reaction that to that, that, but I agree. Okay. Go ahead. Please expound. Please expound. I mean, you know, he, in my opinion, I'm sorry, I've got a, so got I'm, uh, I'm working the bar tonight and somebody's setting up the bar for me. So if you nice. hear avalanches behind me, that's somebody no. filling my ice bin. 
we appreciate um, it. We appreciate their yes, work. Absolutely. Uh, they're doing the Lord's work. That's right. Um, but, uh, you know, those, those four, those four interceptions, interceptions happened in his first 10 passes. Um, mm-hmm. After that, I'm not going to say he got into a stride, but he looked a little bit better. And some of that was garbage time, of course. But I mean, there was at no point in this Denver game where I felt he was in sync with the receivers, that the receivers were in sync with him. Um, I'm going to put a lot of onus on the receivers in this Denver game. I mean, that that drop by Corey Davis. I mean, dude, you're making the money to be a number one. And you, you that was right on your hands. Um, I mean, there were so many drops um, and and not on inaccurate passes. Uh, so, you know, yeah. I, I think that that this was a better game for him uh, in some aspects. But, you know, I, I thought as the game progressed with the Patriots, it was a little better after he got after he shook off his four interceptions. Um, but, you know, maybe maybe that's, you know, the fresh wound. You know, I'm staring that in the eye of, of and, and I've got the you know, the, the week's worth detached from the Patriots game to look back mm-hmm. and be like, you know, you know what? Um, because I think we all came out of that game seeing some positives. And I think I saw more positives out of Wilson in that game than I did this one. It is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. When I think about this game, I just I think about a number of third down plays, which were, and even like there was a couple other plays mixed in there too, but there was like a third down, third and sixth in the, uh, in the first quarter where he, like he has guys open. It's a hot read. They're like blitzing him and he kind of like pump fakes and then like does a, and like runs around and then, 
and then get sacked in the backfield for like 15 yards or whatever, oh, I yeah. can, 10 yards like that play. And then there was like a third and two in the third quarter where like he had at least two open receivers and he threw into the hand of a Denver linebacker. And I'm just like, what, what is yep. going on here? And then, and then there was like a play. I want to say it was in the first half they were driving. It was the one where they ended up, you know, the, the field goal, uh, unit ended up not ha- you know getting on the field in time and you know snapping the ball and all that sort of thing. But there was like a there, oh yeah there was like a second down play where he he kind of floats uh, scrambles to the left side of the field uh, like to the top of the screen or whatever. And as he's scrambling, he kind of like half passes it and like half fakes it and half passes it and half fakes it and then he just flutters the ball out of bounds like left handed almost. It was just like what the hell are we doing here? And so like, while, okay, I'm not going to put this all on the, on the feet of Zach Wilson. Like he's certainly struggling, but he's a rookie quarterback. We should be expecting him to struggle. But when I think about the framework that they put around him and like what the team has done to get to this place, like it's just mind boggling. Think of all the things and the decisions that were made to get to a place where you have a rookie offensive coordinator and a rookie receiver with no veteran leadership in the offensive room, like in, in the, in the form of a veteran quarterback or uh, I mean, Josh Johnson. Okay, fine. Sure. Um, but like, there's, there's no one, there's no grownups in the room. And like, so we're left with a kid who, might be very talented and can flick it with the best of them. As everybody says, you know, Zach Wilson's great. He's great. Okay, fine. But like, he doesn't have the athleticism of the guy who's drafted a pick behind him and played at the same level of competition. So he doesn't have the, that, that athleticism. So, so we're drafting him to be a player to come in and save this franchise, but he's not used to this level of play and he's not getting the level of coaching that he needs and so now we're in a situation where it's like, okay, so do we have a sham quarterback and a sham offensive coordinator? I'm trying to figure out what I'm supposed to do here and who's in the wrong here. And it's hard when there's so many things all, you know, in the mix here. And one of the big things that that really bothers me is like, when you think about this offensive coordinator, okay, so he was able to like, you know, s- swim in the, in the slipstream of Kyle Shanahan for many years, his brother's a head coach who's obviously, you know, very talented. We saw in the Sunday night game, you know, both very talented, you know, football coaches um, in and of their own right. But, you know, little LaFleur here, kid, you know, kid brother or whatever, like, I just can't figure out what it is about him that I'm supposed to like, you know, glom onto or whatever. It's like he, he can ape a Shanahan system but it's clear to me he has no fundamental understanding of like what a Shanahan system is. And so now we're left with a guy who fundamentally doesn't understand the pieces and components of a Shanahan system with a kid who's basically drowning um, and is talented, but is drowning because he just doesn't have the support he needs. So like, what are we supposed to do with this? Like, and, and I can't, I don't know why, but like, it's like Pepe Silvia, like, Denzel Mims is my Pepe Silvia. I keep coming back to Pepe Silvia, aka Denzel Mims. What the hell's going on with Denzel Mims? Why? Why am I so fixated on him, Travis? Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you know, we we champions. We we each had our champions player in the in the 2020 draft, and and you and I both got the players that we were champions. You got mm-hmm. Mims, and I got Hall. 
Um, so I mean, we are, we are, we're, we are vested (laughs) in those players. Number one, number two, um, you know, I, I think one thing that not enough people are talking about or, or even thinking about is, is how the loss of Greg Knapp actually affected what this, this Mm. franchise is going to be able to do on offense. I mean, he was going to be the adult in the room. Um, he was going to be the one with, uh, you know, Kyle Wilson's or God, Zach Wilson. Specifically. <laughs> it's fine. Sorry. Keep going. Dude, I called, I, I was talking to somebody about the giants earlier and I called, uh, Evan Ingram, James Ingram. Like I, I'm, I am, oh my God. Yeah. Like I, I, at least, at least I'm getting a football player this time. That's like, fair. I keep doing the music, the, the musicians. Uh, yeah. Stuff. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think that's one thing that, you know, it, it happens so close to the season and I don't know that they ever, substituted anyone into that role or had the opportunity to it was it was you know it was so close to training camp and, yeah it's a good um, point and i i think that the the effect of his loss um especially you know that early in in wilson's development is something that you definitely have to take into account and and also within how this 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 team was going to run on the offensive side of the ball mm. with having you know, a, an, an elder statesman of sorts, you know, there for everybody for the floor. Mm-hmm. I mean, and even for Salah, because again, you know, he's, he's a defensive coach and, and, you know, I, I think that that can't be understated. Uh, and especially when, you know, you, you see, you know, how long Wilson's holding the ball, you know, a, a lot of the, a lot of the things that are, you know, are really, really tough for him right now. I think that those are the, the, the big reasons why Nap was going to be on board. So I think that's one thing that you can't discount. Now the Mims thing, you know, I, I saw a tweet the other day that that really cracked me up because I'm I'm kind of on the fence with this one because I I have no idea what's going on and I try not to, to you know throw any any well I never mind I always try to throw my opinion but either way you know uh, I have no idea what the hell's going on but somebody tweeted this uh, just wait till uh, next week when Mims is activated and he's got four drops and I was like. Uh, man, that was uh, that that would really, really, mm. really suck. But I mean, I know that they're not trying to appease the fans in any way, shape, or form. It's not how you should run a franchise, but that's how you know. I think all of us have felt Woody has done at least in offenses and things like or off uh, off seasons in the past. But uh, you know, that would be a good way to shut him up. I mean, you put him in one way or another. I mean, it's not looking like we're going to be that competitive in the game. You put him in, he gets four catches. Great. You put him in, you get four, four drops. Everybody shuts the hell up. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the thing. The lo- I think the longest play from scrimmage has been Denzel Mims and he's had like yeah. four snaps or whatever. Right. In, so in like first game. Yeah. And so, so like, I don't understand this punishment of this player. So like, if, if this is so much about timing and precise route running and, and all this sort of thing, but like the quarterback is going off schedule, off script all the time. Like, why does timing matter? It's like, so it matters for the wide receiver, but it doesn't matter for the guy who's actually running the offense on the field. Like that's stupid. Like that to me means your system is broken. You need to meld it to the personnel that you actually have and you're unwilling to do that. And you're just going to punish someone because arbitrary reasons that don't really matter to football. So, and, and let's go with this. Like Corey Davis is the, uh, you know, the target leader market share leader of this offense. Uh, the Jets have thrown roughly around hundred passes so far this season um, of those hundred passes, Corey Davis 
I think has been the target of 22 of them. So that means he has the highest target percentage on the team. And so you're telling me Corey Davis, like a six foot two, 200 ish pound receiver, uh, you know, with speed and athleticism uh, and, you know, certainly veteran presence and certainly understands how to play the game and is a consummate professional, like he matters and he's the most important point of this offense and having a similar player, like certainly not the same quality, but a similar player, like that's not valuable. Like if, if, if Corey Davis deserves 20% of all passes thrown his way of this offense, largest share on the team, like why do you not want another player that's effectively a facsimile of that? So yeah, it, it doesn't make sense to me. I, I think LaFleur is LaFleur's got to figure it out. And I think you're right about Greg Knapp. I didn't, I kind of forgot about that, to be honest. I, I'm embarrassed to say, you know, I don't see anyone like bringing that portion up. And like, I, I yeah. feel like that's, that's an important cog in what's going on right now is, is yeah. the loss of him. And um, yeah, but you know, they're, they're, you know, I'm not letting LaFleur off the hook. Cause I mean, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of, and I'm also, you know, my, my next statement's not letting the offensive line off the hook, but you know, there's, there's a lot of plays that I saw this past Sunday where it looked like, there was just complete and utter communication breakdown on what was yeah. going on. Yeah. Um, especially with Van Roten and I'm definitely not letting him off the hook uh, in any way, shape or form. But I mean, there was a couple plays where, you know, it looked like he was set up in, in an RPO kind of situation and it, it was not that situation whatsoever. So I don't know if that's Wilson, you know, not understanding the play call or, or getting the play call out wrong, mm-hmm. but, um, or if it's Van Ro- Van Roten just being a complete and utter freaking idiot, because I mean, there were points <laughs> where, you know, he was, he was dug in and leveraged in a place that was completely not proper for the play, um, that, that, that occurred. And it's not the first time I've seen him do that this season. So like, I, yeah. I, I don't know what's going on there. I know that, you know, I, I you know, I, I, we would be remiss. I know I've, I've discounted it to an extent in the past, but I mean, Wilson is obviously holding on to the ball a little bit long, but uh, you know, they it's, it's their job to protect. And, and I don't know, I don't know where the breakdown is there. Um, I know that, you know, my, my gut feeling is, is talent to a certain extent as I've been very critical over at least a mm. couple of the members of the line, but uh, you know, scheming, I think has, has a, a lot to do with it as well. Yeah. The, the line has been problematic, especially the interior. And then, right. If you, if you want to see more about that, like, Go to jetsfix.com and Bent wrote an interesting, uh, he calls them like saucy nuggets, which is hilarious. But if you go read his article there, he talks about how it's almost like they were doing RPO. uh, Like it was supposed, it was designed to look like an RPO play, but the play itself wasn't an RPO play. So like, it was like an RPO look. I think we're talking about the same play. It ended up being a run and Van Roten was was dug in towards the interior as opposed to block. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and he also talks about it. And then there was another play where it was like the run, like the way they blocked it, like there was basically no chance he, he, he actually goes into further detail on some of the plays where it's like it's an RPO styled play, but the way the line was blocking, you couldn't there was no run option on that play. Like had you handed it off to Carter or whoever was in the backfield, they would have just slammed into like a ridiculous wall. And so so like it was basically like a run uh, an RPO play with no R. So just a PO play. So just a pass option. Like just that's it. It was a POS play. Right. <laughs> 
That's exactly right. It was a, a POS play. A piece so, of shit play. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so the so the whole thing is like there's some fundamental challenges here, communication issues. There's lots of stuff that's got to get cleaned up. Um, this team is going to have to take care of it, and they're going to have to take care of it before they face the Titans next week. Um, who you know, while they have had a up and down season so far, um, their defense has been pretty bad, uh, but their pass rush is coming on. Uh, they are flawed. Like, you know, Julio uh, Jones and AJ Brown are struggling to stay healthy and on the field and might not play this coming weekend. So it's, it's hard to know what's going to happen in that game. And there'll be more on the network about that game coming up. But the quick version is, even though that's a home game, uh, and the Titans are a clearly flawed team. And I'm sure Corey Davis has, you know, got this one circled on his calendar. Like, I do not see how this team has enough answers this week to put together uh, a win against a, you know, decently coached organization and decently talented organization. Um, and like, even if it comes down to, you got to focus on stopping Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry doesn't really give a crap if you want to stop him or not. So I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on, on that game before we play our golden girls, um, grading, grading, <laughs> you know, thing. I mean, get I, out of here. I, I, I talk about it fairly often. I, yeah, I'm, I'm forced to watch the Titans all the damn time living, you know, right on the border of Tennessee. It's what's on, you know, every, every CBS it's what's for dinner. Monday. Yes, it is. What's for dinner. It's not beef. It's Titans. Um, maybe it's beefy Titans. I kind of want, I kind of want to like create a, a, a hamburger restaurant now called beefy Titans. <laughs> I feel like that would work in Tennessee. Um, beefy Titans. Beefy Titans. Um, uh, you know, I, I think uh, one, of, one of the my, – my, you know, you and I talked about this a little bit like before we were recording. One of the hardest things is, you know, we, we've all seen this – you know, I hate using any form of cliche at same old Jess, but we've all seen this exact story so many times of a defense that's doing well, overachieving even, and has – you know, a lot of hope, um, you know, they're, they're hovering either in the top 10 or around the top 10 in virtually every statistical category, or at least major ones. Um, you know, when you're giving up 20 points on average you're, with mm-hmm. a young defense like this, you should be in every single game that I that you, you virtually have no excuse, but to be competitive in that game. I mean, that's, that's less than three touchdowns. Um, you know, I, I really think that with uh, with kind of the the stutter starts that they've had and the the injuries that the Titans have had, that the defense is going to give them a give give the Jets mm-hmm. a chance to be in the game. Now, is the offense going to take that chance with the fact that the pass rush is coming on a little bit in, in Tennessee and the way the offensive line is played? I don't, you know, I I don't see I don't see it happening. Um, I don't see enough good play action passes. I don't see it. You know, I, I don't understand why they're throwing the ball to Ty Johnson all the damn time. Stop throwing to Ty. Michael Carter's the one you want to throw to. Ty's the shifty one. I mean, it's, it, there's so many, you know, I, I get check downs. I understand all that, but I, I swear it's just so many things are, or it's like, it's the right move, but the wrong personnel or it's the wrong personnel or but the right you know, move. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just, yeah. none of it makes none of it makes total sense it's it's like they're they're like two steps away from getting it uh like every every one of these completely botched plays that i see and i don't know that they're going to bring it all together this weekend i think um god i i I think atlanta i think you even said it that atlanta is probably 
the the next gleam of hope that we have in our uh, you know in our, in our future for for maybe a win. But I you know I I, re- I know that the defense I really feel like the defense is going to keep us competitive, um, especially you know the way they the the the, the defensive backs have played and and CJ Mosley. Um, I'm amazed at how little we've heard from Quentin Williams until this week. You know mm. I know he had one and a half sacks, but you know that that defensive line it's been mainly John Franklin Myers that we've heard from. And I wish to God they had extended him in this off season and paid him before now, because I feel like we're, uh, we're going to be in another situation where, you know, he, he, we, he, we, we lose him. He slips away from us because he's, you know, he's going to be a Demario Davis where he's, he's showing all this promise and potential. And then next year he's going to be plugged into a, a defense that can actually surround him with a little bit of talent. And he's going to blow up, but, you know, uh, I, I hope the defensive line shows up a little bit heavier. Um, uh, and uh, you know, the defense is—you know—it's—it's it's all going to lie on the defense. They're—they're going—they're going to keep us in the game, but it's all—you know—up to the offense to try to do it. And I'm yeah, I like faith in that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, I just—I have negative faith in the offense at, at this point. It, it's a shame because I think they do have some talented players. Um, obviously, they have. You know, like they, they've done work to try and address the offensive line. It, it's certainly not enough uh, in an, in as many phases of of the of the team as possible. Uh, are they building towards something in the future? We'll see. Uh, but it's going to be a long year. And so, since we're we're at that you know classic three seventeenths point in the season, Travis. Like, I want to. We've we've done the Golden Girls grades so far and we focused on the offense um this week i want to abstract move up a little bit and talk about some of the coaching we've talked about it a lot already on this podcast but we need to assign some you know golden girls to to the quality of the coaching so far so i'm going to need your help on on these so let's start let's go let's go with the defense that might be an easy starting point so jeff ulbrick new defense coordinator um, how do you think Jeff Ulbrich is doing on a grade of Golden Girls? You know, I was I was actually of all the coaching hires, I think I was a little more skeptical of Ulbrich than anybody, just based off of you know him coming from uh, he came from Atlanta, right? Uh, most mm-hmm. recently before uh, before the Jets, and I was you know and seeing what the Atlanta defense has done post their Super Bowl, and even you know that last quarter of that Super Bowl, you know, I was a little bit skeptical of him, but uh, I think that he's done a really, really good job of, of, uh, you know, uh, simplifying the defense to a certain extent. I think, uh, you know, it's, it's not super flashy. Um, it's not, you know, tons of exotic blitzes and which, you know, speaks to what I was talking about with the, the defensive line earlier, you know, he's relying on the defensive backfield, which is a bunch of super young people. So, uh, and and again, not doing it in a super flashy way. I've got to go. I've got to go, Sophia on this. Like mm. they are, the the defense is gritty. Um, they're hungry. They want some cheesecake. Um, <laughs> you know they're you know they're they are unabashed in what they do. You know they're not going to get out there and try to do more than what they're supposed to. So I mean they're 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 legitimately Sophia uh, with her uh, her robe open standing you know with everything hanging out in the refrigerator oh. in the uh, in the oh house. my they are they are letting it all hang out and they are uh, unashamed. All right, I like that. <laughs> I will I will also give a a Sophia grade to to Ulbricht right because he's been delivering the most quality 
one-liners getting the biggest the biggest yep. applause let's consistency. say consistency yeah so so for that reason i would go i would go sophia uh with for jeff Ulbrich. so nice job um letting it hang out in front of the uh for the cheesecake um all right uh let's go to the other coordinator we've talked about him a lot in this podcast uh michael floor what do we think about mr lafleur and his offensive coordinatorship so far i'll, I'll let you take take first on okay that. uh i'm gonna say he has Okay, so when, when I think about what I've seen so far, he has an idea of how to move through the world and thinks he understands the world better than he does. He thinks he's um, taking advantage of other people, but the truth is most people are emotionally or physically taking advantage of him um, and everybody's laughing at him behind his back. Uh, and so uh, that to me sure seems like a blanche. That seems like a blanche. That sounds um, like a rose. Uh, a rose, Everyone's really? Advantage of rose, like she, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. So, so I'm well, saying Blanche. I mean, in my opinion. Okay, well, go ahead. So, so yeah, you think it's more he's getting taken advantage in a rose way, where it's like the thing about Rose, though, is like as I recall, for all the talk that Blanche does about about her promiscuity, Rose was the one. Who Rose was like was going? Yep, she, yeah, yeah, she was going to Pound Town, as far as I remember. Like in the episode, yep. she's like more than anybody else. And and yep. someone calls her on it, says, "Why don't you ever talk about it?" And she's like, "I find the people that talk about her are the ones who actually aren't getting any." Some, she says something like that in one episode. And so so my, so that's for that reason. That's why well, I you go don't Blanche. you don't have a a a, a man of Blanche's du- <laughs> uh, uh, boudoir calendar yeah. without getting a little. That's fair. That's fair. So, so, okay. So you go Rose, I go Blanche. All right. So now that leaves us with, with our head coach, Robert Sala. What grade do you give Robert Sala so far? Oh man, that's actually a tough one. Um, you know, I think I'm going to go miles. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Miles. Rose, Rose's boyfriend towards the oh, end. Um, okay. Because, uh, you know, you, you, you feel good about him like all this time, all this time. And, and then all of a sudden there's just a little bit of a letdown and then you, you, you want to keep rooting for him, but you start to question just a little bit and it just stays in the back of your head of like, you're a little bit protective of Rose, not, not Michael Fleur. I'm not, I'm not very protective of him right now. <laughs> uh, no, he can, uh, he can have off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but, uh, so I, yeah, I'm going to go. Okay. All right. I'm going to go Dorothy. And I think the reason I'm going to go Dorothy here is because, um, you know, kind of the one who's trying to keep things all together, kind of the one, you know, who, who, I don't know, is, is the most reasonable person in the room. Um, kind of the one who lets other people, you know, go their own ways, even if it's, you know, not, (laughs) not in their own best interests. Um, certainly will call them out about that, um, but gives them a little bit of leeway. And so for that, I, I go Dorothy. Uh, that doesn't, I don't know if that's good or bad. I'm just saying, I think he's kind of letting a situ- situations play out, uh, especially on offense, you know, for good or ill. And, but I think at some point, right, if we don't start to see some improvements, um, I would not be surprised if they don't have some sort of, you know, consultant quote unquote, you know, come in to help the team who becomes a coach next year uh, on the, on the roster, because, uh, because they just, they need someone to, to help to be the grown up in the room that Greg Knapp 
obviously, sadly, tragically, you know, cannot be uh, for this team. All right. Uh, so that leaves us with one person left, Joe Douglas. Who is Joe Douglas? If we're going coaching staff, I think we're going to give the special teams coach a pass, even if his Fred unit Boyer has earned it. I mean, he is, <laughs> he is stuck through the Gase era. I mean, he he is he has been a shining star this whole time, and you know, I feel like we are we have the the mid nineties Detroit lions of uh, coaching staff West the off. Okay. Years where, uh, you know, the punters, the guy that's making the pro bowl every year and the rest of the team oh. the bed, but you know, <laughs> we got, we got this, we got a badass special teams guy. We got, we got Brant Boyer. He's, he's, he's getting the best out of Braxton Berrios, baby, man. Right. I alliterated the fuck out of that. Yes, you did. <laughs> props, props. Okay. So we're, so we're giving Boyer a pass. Uh, so, so that leaves us with Joe Douglas. So who, what do we, what do we grade Joe Douglas as? Um, I can, okay. Yeah, you go, you go. I, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to give him a rose. I'm going to give him a rose. And the reason I give him a rose is because like, he's quiet. He's kind of unassuming. He is smarter than he kind of lets on. Um, but at the same time, his worldview might be fundamentally flawed and that can be problematic uh, and people might take advantage of that uh, kind of to your earlier point. And so that's what I think about Joe Douglas. Like I know that he's been trained well. I know that he's boys with Daniel Jeremiah. Um, but <laughs> if you watch Daniel Jeremiah's draft coverage this year, that's not exactly a plus. Okay. D- Daniel, Daniel Jeremiah was horrendous this year with his draft yeah. coverage awful i mean like it was like what he was my my guy like my shining star he was the one guy that i really enjoyed listening to and for whatever reason because of covid or whatever he had no good information and he was way off base way off base so so my point is like if this is the guy that he's listening to like we're in trouble because and and because like okay he's had two drafts Last year was a rough one. We have Bryce Hall, which we love, right? That's great. Um, Denzel Mims is an incomplete. The rest of that group is, yeah, whatever's. Um, well, but the big Beckton, well, Beckton, if he can stay healthy. But that's the whole thing is you're going to sink a a draft pick in a guy like Beckton when there was other offensive linemen on the board who might not have the health concerns, even if Beckton is just a mauling beast. Like, no, I he's agree. kind of he's kind of on like who is the guy. To Jason Peters, like who just he's big and massive, but he's always dealt with injuries. He's always dealt with injuries over his whole career. It's he's like, our Kevin Moss. Yeah, it's like he's going to be bringing up Kevin Moss. Whenever that's so I good on this. On this God bless podcast. you. Even Kevin though I'm Moss. not a Yankees fan, I'm always no. going to bring up Kevin Moss. Kevin he has Moss. all the potential in the world, but just, you know, injuries, this, that, and the other just never, never, never did it. Never was able to put it together. He never had a or Steve Todd, Balboni. Todd Van Poppel. Todd Van Poppel. He, he never, for, for all the hype around Kevin Moss, he never had a Steve Balboni career. Is that what you're telling nope. me? Oh, no, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Anyway. um, So, so for, yeah. So for that reason, I'm worried about Joe Douglas. I'm worried about this draft pick of the, of the quarterback. And I've been honest about that. I want him to succeed but you basically set up a player with not enough resources around him without the right coaching staff jumping up levels of, of play 
and not even having the same level of, as, as athleticism as the guy who was drafted a pick after him. Um, and, and you ship the other guy out of town who, okay, I get it. Like it's New York and it would have been a total shit show if Sam Darnold was still there. But at the end of the day, like they could have had a starting quarterback in this, in this group um, and then let him ease his way in. So like questions are starting to abound and foundations are cracking. I don't know that I went on for a long time there. Who's your Joe Douglas grade? I've, I've please go don't tell me a cake and please don't tell me a cake. Okay. All right. No, yes. no, no, cake. no, no, this, no. He's actually Blanche on this one. Okay. Um, and, and it's because, you know, uh, and this, this is more of a personal point of view of Blanche than anything is Blanche. Blanche has always been my favorite, always been my favorite <laughs> character. Everyone knows that Blanche in the sheets, Dorothy in the streets, 2021, mm-hmm. um, you know, infinity, a hundred percent. I, uh, you know, I always, always just loved Blanche and, and there came a point where, you know, I, I just kind of blindly loved Blanche and I started like going back and rewatching episodes and, you know, there's the episode with, you know, she's got a pretty funky view on LGBTQ kind of stuff. And then there's the episode where it's like Confederate mm-hmm. heritage. And it's like, oh, geez, I don't really agree with that. Yeah, I'm not rocking with that. And like, I don't remember that. And so it's kind of like he's, he's my Blanche because, you know, I'm, I'm all excited about the 2020 draft I'm amped. Like I'm just full bore. You know, Joe Douglas kind of blindly just just stoked and. Um, you know, now I'm kind of looking back a little bit and I'm like, well, you know, mm-hmm. that, that James Morgan pick, you know, I wasn't very cool with it then, but I was kind of like, Hey, you know, give him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, and I don't think anyone, anyone should have remotely for that pick, uh, mm. you know, Cam Clark, uh, maybe he's still a complete question mark. Um, yeah. we got to see him for two practices this season. Um, you know, it's, it's looking back now and like, okay. These things seemed, you know, I, I, I glossed over a whole lot of problematic things in the past just out of, of sheer just yeah, love. newness, not so McCagnan-ness yeah. because he and, wasn't McCagnan. Uh, yeah. And now I'm kind of like replaying everything and I'm like, well, you know, I probably should have questioned that a little bit more. I mean, I, I think probably the most vocal thing that I was was I was not stoked about the Becton, uh, pick um right when it we happened. wanted worfs we wanted worfs right he was I, our guy i wanted tristan worfs like a hundred percent and uh i mean is, is when becton's been healthy he's been better than worse 110 percent. but uh bill belichick said it best and i hate saying it the best ability is availability Ooh, wow thanks bill belichick Yep. Well, we <laughs> need that in my yeah. kitchens all the time that's good that's good i like it well yeah I, i'm with you i think I really want this team to co like come together, congeal this year and have something, you know, to foundationally build on for next year. Um, But right now when one side of the ball isn't even showing up, like uh, we got problems, we got problems. Um, I hope things get better. Hope the Titans and their horrendous defense is a, uh, is a get right game for, for Zach Wilson gives him some, uh, gives him some encouragement, gives him some, you know, whatever positive vibes to, you know, to keep, keep floating down the rest of the season. But, uh, you know, this is gonna be a tough schedule. This is gonna be a tough schedule all season. So you can't just hope on bad defenses. Certainly they've played some good ones so far, but, um, if we don't invest man. our entirety of, of next year's draft in 
pass rushers and offensive linemen. Amen. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to be bold. Riot, riot, time to riot. <laughs> All right. Well, Travis, we'll let you get back to the kitchen. Get ready for for dinner service. Thanks for talking today, Josh. We hope you feel better. Get some lemon and honey for your for your throat. We'll see you next week. Hey, Greg Van Roten, go get your fucking shine box. <laughs> <laughs> it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.